turn with me to the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus, chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. You, you know this one by heart. I'm only going to read one verse of Exodus chapter 20. And I'm going to read the second verse. And if you have your Bibles, and if you don't have your Bibles, and if you can stand, let's stand as we reverence, read and reverence God's holy word. Exodus chapter 20. King James says, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. The NIV states, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And I want to talk about look where he brought you from. You may be seated. Look where he brought you from. And for you Englishologists, I'm aware that the sentence is not constructed properly. It should be looked from whence he has brought us. But in, in our language, in our way of communicating, we probably wouldn't have understood that. But we know what it, what it means to say, look where he brought me from. Throughout the Old Testament, God constantly reminded Israel of his presence with them. He constantly reminded Israel that his hand was on them. And with him, they could do everything. But without him, they could do nothing. He had formed the nation Israel and called them his people. The relationship that he had with Israel was that of a marriage bond. He, the husband, and Israel, the wife. He expected Israel to be faithful. In fact, God had a prophet to marry a prostitute to show Israel that their relationship had gone awry. That she had begun to play the harlot. And God was constantly saying, I have brought you out of Egypt. I have brought you out of bondage. Don't play on me. Don't play on. Don't tip out on me. Don't play the holler. Don't whore around on me. Y'all understand that, don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In other words, he was cautioning her not to be unfaithful. 
But I don't know why it was that the more God blessed Israel, the more unfaithful she would become. I don't like to, to say this this way, but one, one writer said God became a wife beater. I don't like that. But that's what he said. And he constantly punished Israel for her infidelity. He let foreign nations come in and capture her. He even sent her into captivity uh, under the, the, the Syrians and, and the Babylonians. God punished her. The more he blessed her, the more she fell away from him. Now, 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 Israel is, is, is history is similar to, uh, our history is similar to Israel's history, but I, I don't want to get there yet, but I do, do, do want to mention it now. But I want us to, to think about how God, how far God has not only brought Israel, but how far he has brought America. When the pilgrims came to this land or this country, they didn't come to any old country. They came to a land that was crisscrossed with navigable rivers and fertile valleys. They came to a land that had plenty of natural resources. They came to a land that was already occupied and, and the way uh, white folk act. They act if that, as if, if, if they discover something, it belonged to them. Even though the land was already possessed by the American Indians for centuries, they came over and discovered it and say, it's mine. I, I, I have been tempted to discover things. I drove through Green Island not so long ago and I saw a house that I really wanted to discover. I saw a Bentley the other day in a, in a parking garage and I thought maybe I wanted to discover it, but I thought better that that's not the way it's done, but that's the way America did it. They discovered, huh? You, 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 you read this. You, you, you read it how Columbus, Christopher Columbus, discovered America. How do you discover something that's already occupied? That's already owned, that God has already given to somebody. They discovered it and they have, they have acted the same way for centuries, huh? Since Christopher Columbus, quote, discovered America, they have acted as if everything belonged to them. Help us, help us, That's right. Never giving anybody. We even got a president who says he doesn't need to be forgiven for anything because he's never done anything wrong. But I have come to the conclusion that if America wants to, to get back into the right relationship with God, America, America needs to repent. Yeah. 
America needs to repent of her sins. God has been, been good to America. Since the War of 1812, no foreign army has marched on this soil. God has been good to America. Even though we had this little skimmish on 9-11, God has been good to America. But I want you to know that America has to pay for her infidelity, for her hoeing around and not giving God the honor and the, the credit that God deserves for keeping us for so long. Then we have the audacity to keep asking him, God bless America. We have the audacity to put on our, 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 our currency in God we trust. And the whole thing about America, and you better believe this, is money. Everything is about money. You better believe it. Everything is about money. Slavery was about money. God has brought America. God has brought us. When I say us, I'm talking about us. Us black folk, God has, has, has brought us. From a mighty, mighty long way, we were brought, captured, I like to say, in Africa, placed in a very inhumane way on slave ships, stuffed in those ships like sardines in a can. More people died that left Africa that made it to America. Simply so America could have somebody to work for nothing. Simply so America could have have, have us work and build this nation with our own hand, not receive one dime for our labor. America has to pay. America has to pay for dividing our families and raping our, our wives and our daughters. America has to pay. America has to pay for 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 dishonoring black males and, 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 and using us in, in, in inhumane ways and killing us when we would not, when we rebelled against what they required us to do. America has to pay. But I want you to know that even in all of this, all of this that was happening in America, and I'm doing this because of black history, uh, I, I, all of this that was happening in America, God was working on our behalf, keeping us and bringing us to where he wanted us to be. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know how you think about it, but, but, but no nation could survive or no people could survive like we have survived without the hand of God being upon them. Somebody asked me, how you know God do what he does, what he does? I said, when God does for me what can't nobody else do, I know it's a God. When God does for me what I know nobody else can do, I know it's a God. What God did for our people, 
from, from the time they got to, to this land, to, to this present time, nobody else, nobody else could have done it. He gave our people so much in that time. No matter how mistreated they were, when they learned about the true and living God, he always honored him, always blessed him as he blessed them. He even gave them certain signals when things were getting out of hand, when they wanted to pray. They would have somebody up around the, 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 the big house. They would start singing in the field when it was time for the field hands to, to, to pray. They would say, way down yonder by myself, and I couldn't hear nobody pray. Oh, freedom, oh, freedom, oh, freedom over me before I be a slave. I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. I fought rebel against slavery. Did everything we could to be free. Now, a few years ago, white folk used to tell, tell, tell our kids in school that we love to be, that, 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 that their foreparents love slavery. We know better, don't we? And I want you to understand that, 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 that how far God has brought now, as a people, we got a long way to go. We have, he has brought us through slavery. He has brought us through that period of, 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 of what I call limited freedom. When we were freed, we were really not freed. We were still mistreated. We were still abused. We, we, we were still considered not being but one-fifth of a man. One-fifth. God brought us through that period of slavery, and he brought us through that period of segregation, brought us through that period of separate but equal. Anything separate has never been equal. Brought us through this, that period of what I call relative freedom. That brought us through that period of integration and sometimes I think the, the curse upon us is the fact that we push to be integrated with the white man. Look what he's done to us. Our schools are just about the same as they were when I was coming up. Go to Carver, go to Spencer, go to the east side uh, middle school, go to all of the middle schools on the south and east side and 
See how many folk they have in them. Go to the north side and look at the school. We got a lot of kids go to school to the north side. I kind of feel sorry for them. I'm serious about this. I'm, I, I kind of feel sorry for them. And I'm going to tell you why. When I was in school, God had some fearful, some fearless teachers who were not only concerned about our, our, our education, but they were concerned about our man and womanhood. Taught us how to be respectful. And I don't know what it's, and that, I know what has happened. See, we go to, 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 to integrated schools now, and there's nobody to tell us anything. The churches are saying too much. Come on, y'all. Die, young people. That's why, that, that's, that's, why, that's why every time you look up, one of us is killing each other. Can't hardly turn the TV on on the news without seeing somebody from Columbus, Phoenix, City, LaGrange, Opelika, Auburn. Dead. And 99 and 99% of the time, it's a black on black crime. God has brought us, but we got to show God how much we appreciate what he has done for us. Well, we want God to bless us with stuff. That's the sin of, of, of black folk. We're always praying for God to give us stuff. We aren't praying for spiritual maturity. We, 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 we aren't praying for, 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 for God to, to help us to understand that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. That the Holy Spirit is our God, and if we would but yield to the Spirit of God and yield to the Word of God, that God would bless us. But we all we don't want nothing but stuff. That's why we got hoodwinked with this prosperity, with this prosperity gospel. We got hoodwinked because all the preacher was talking about was what you can get. And all y'all want to be millionaires. And then but a few of us make it. I'm, I, then but a few of us make it. And we're still that way. You know what I know? We, we like stuff. We pray for God to give us stuff. How many, how many times do you thank him for Jesus? How, how often in your prayers do you do you thank him for his word? How often do in your prayers do you thank him for his righteousness and for his goodness? How often do you thank him for sending Jesus the Christ down to die for your sins? The, the fact that he took your sins. No, God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Y'all ain't living come back. Give me. We don't like. We like healing. We don't like help. Come on, y'all. We won't do too much to, 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 to prevent huh? disease. 
How many of y'all still, no, we're still smoking. And they done told us that stuff will kill you. That's a lot of things that, 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 that we have been warned by God through other folk that's not good for us, huh? Overweight. It'll kill you. Huh? Come on, y'all. A whole lot of stuff that will kill us. And I'm talking black folk now. But we'd rather have stuff. Stuff sometimes put us so far behind, so far, so much in debt. We live in houses that we can't pay for. We drive cars that we have enormous notes on. We got to the point now where we can't, we can't purchase the car, so we lease it. And we spend all that money to lease and never own. Let me get off that. But I want, you to, I want to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm about to close now, that God has brought us from a mighty, 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 long way. Not only has he brought us as a people, but he's brought us individually. If we would just admit it. That God, how many of you would raise your hand and say, God has brought me? How many of you would raise your hand and say, everything I have came from God? How many of you recognize the fact that, that, that if, if, wherever you come from, if you get another step further, it will be because of the grace of Almighty God? He's brought us. And I think maybe we are finally learning what Christianity is all about. Jesus was very simple with what Christianity was all about. In the Old Testament, there were Ten Commandments, and the Pharisees put over 600 more to the list. But when Jesus said, Jesus came, Jesus said, I give you a new commandment. The commandment I'm giving you is very simple. Love God, or love your neighbor. Love God, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love, love God, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm going to deal with this love thing just for a few minutes, and I'm going to be through. The Greeks have three words that they use primarily to define love. See, in America, we love everything. We love ice cream. We love our bud. Come on, y'all. If you love your bud, raise your hand. <laughs> love our bud. We, 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 we just love everything. And it's hard to, when we talk about love, it's hard to distinguish between, between the love that we're talking about. But the Greeks had three words. One was phileo. That's paternal love. That's the love you have for mom and daddy or sister and brother, friends and relatives. 
But I want you to understand that that love is selfish. Because phileo means that uh, I love you as long as you love me. Hmm? You know, you know what it is. You, you know, you know what I, I, you know, phileo. I, you know, I, I used to be a, a, a pretty, a pretty boy when I was growing up. And uh, some folks say I still am. But seriously, but seriously, I, I had, you know, suffered up. But anyway, I used to call and say, "Baby, you love me?" No, I don't love you either. That, that's the way phileo is. I don't love you either if you don't love me. And then there was Eros. That's that love that makes the goose pimples go up and down your spine. That's the romantic love. You know, that's the love that, that y'all that, that, that say, you know, is the, is the real love. And it's a, the farther away from the real love is anything I've ever known. Valentine's Day was day before yesterday, wasn't it? How many of y'all mad with your husband today because he didn't get you nothing? <laughs> did you buy anything, Cub Pepper? <laughs> you better be glad. <laughs> I'm serious about this. It, it, it's, it's, it's selfish. Romance is selfish. I remember when them ladies used to sing a song. Your love give me such a thrill, but your love don't pay no bills. I need some money. <laughs> Say amen, likes. Romance is selfish. Romantic love is, is selfish. Why do you think we... Approximately 50% of the people who marry get divorced. Because it's selfish. It's always looking for something to come your way and never willing to let something go somebody else's way. It's selfish. I will have been married uh, next Friday 65 years and I... And in the last 10 or 12 years, I just learned how to love my wife. I'm serious. I just learned how to love my wife. I just learned that my wife does not owe me anything, but I owe her everything. Not because she's my wife. Not because she's a woman, but because she's, a, she, she, she's one of God's children. I owe her everything. We said, love one another as I have loved you. So you start thinking about how Jesus has loved you. You start thinking about when I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. When he was on the cross, he took my sins. He took my punishment. Y'all, we need to start thinking about that. The nails that was in his hand should have been in our hand. The nails that were in his feet should have been in 
in, in, in our feet. The crown of thorns on his head should have been on our heads. But he took all of that. He took all, every sin that you ever committed and will commit. God, God put it on Jesus at the cross. Why? Because Jesus loved us. Look like the, the, the more we sin, the more he loves. He tells us, love one another. Because I love you. What does it mean? It means that no greater love has any man than that he would lay down his life for us. No greater love. Is anybody you would die for? Jesus died for us. And he tells us to love each other just like he loved us. That's what Christianity is all about. It ain't about church. Now he says we're supposed to have church, but it ain't, this ain't what it's about. It's about church only because we come together to love each other. That's the only reason it's about church. This is how we learn to love. By the word of God. Love. Greatest thing in the world. Love, and I'm going to take my seat. I want to holler, but I, I ain't going to holler. Today. <laughs> love. That's the only thing that's real in the world, love. That's the only thing that lasts in the world. When everything else gives up, when everything else falls apart, when everything else ceases to be, you don't have nothing left. How do we get it? Sounds like music to my ear. Greatest name on earth. Then it come back and say, Oh, how I love Jesus. I want to tell you today you can't love anybody else until you love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. He loved me when I didn't love myself. He loved me when nobody else loved me. He loved me when I was too crazy and stupid to love myself. He loved me. And every time, I don't know about you, but every time, up. Get on my knees and pray for forgiveness. He said, I love you. That's what keeps me going. The love of Jesus Christ in my heart that he puts it there. I, I ain't, I, I want to say it like I want to. I ain't got no love. He got love. He has shared that love with us and he tells us to love others as he has loved us. 